Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. I'm Angela Dawn of Authentic Heart Coaching. I'm a tantric sex coach and I do both desire-based coaching and intimacy training for individuals and couples. And I'm Katie Wilkinson of Katie Coaches. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach for men and I help them create more connection and intimacy in their relationships with women. So today's question comes from a listener who's going to be bringing her partner to meet her parents over the holidays. She says, I'm about to take my new partner on a trip to meet my family, and I'm super nervous and would love some advice. This is my first time traveling with him or any partner. What's the best way to introduce him to my family and make sure the trip goes well? How fun! (laughs) And also how utterly fucking traumatic at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like nobody wants to have a breakup right after meeting someone's parents. I've had that happen once. It sucks. Or like nobody wants to have a breakup right after traveling with somebody for the first time. You really get to know somebody when you travel with them. And you get to know especially how they handle stress away from Mm -hmm. home. All right. So we know what the first step here is. You're going to need a game plan for this trip. And that means a conversation. Right. Uh, You're going to want to have a discussion ahead of time. And uh, the the topic I'm going to suggest you talk about might not be what you think you all need to have a conversation about your needs on the trip you need to discuss what support you have in place in your everyday life that you don't want to give up on the trip for example do you meditate daily do you work out every day do you need to go for a run you have to talk about these everyday supports because you're going to want to put these daily supports in on your vacation or your trip as much as possible. If you leave all your daily like mental health uh, self-care support at home, you're more likely to argue or be short-tempered. Yes. Maintaining some sense of normalcy and routine during travel is absolutely vital because we all know that travel can be stressful. Meeting new people can be stressful. Taking a trip with anyone that you haven't traveled with before can also be stressful. Like in addition to anybody that you have traveled with too, like it's just, it's a stressful situation all around. So make it easier on yourself by having your usual supportive activities in place to combat the natural stress when it comes up, because that's not an if, it will come up. Yeah, it it will. So Angela, what are your thoughts about when traveling with family or a group of friends and also traveling with a new partner? So I think in that case, really the same thing applies. Um, And you need to take responsibility for those daily supports. So making sure you have time for your supports and they have time for theirs too, right? Like everyone that's doing the traveling needs to be considered, right? And the people you are visiting need to be considered. Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, so, okay, so let's say you brought your boyfriend, John, home. Um, And you all want your time to do your separate things that support your mental health because you've had that good discussion to start with. So you might clue in the family members. So it doesn't look like you're being asocial or rude. You could just say something like, hey, mom, this is a time when I usually journal and John goes for a run. I really, really like that. Like openly naming and defining that time space boundary so that everybody knows what's happening. And it also makes it easier for everybody else to do the same thing for what they're doing. It's like everybody's activities are going to be adjusted and everyone's going to need time and space carved out for whatever their special needs are during that time. 
Exactly. So you're going to want to plan your activities with your family or friends around the support activities, right? So don't go down to breakfast and just go with the flow if you have separate things you know you need to do. And a little planning here goes a long way. So like, say your family wants to go to get a Christmas tree together at 10 a.m. Maybe you say, that's great. We're going to work out at 8 a.m. so we can be ready to leave at 10. Or you might need to say, can we go a little later? John and I have things we need to do in the morning, right? So planning activities around the support and communicating that um, to those you're with. That's very important. Yeah. And even if you don't have support activities per se, like maybe you're naturally a go with the flow kind of person in daily life, it can still be a good idea to carve out some alone time. If you're the kind of person who, like me, knows you're absolutely going to need that alone time to recharge, like away from the family, away from the friends, maybe away from your partner, maybe with your partner, just to have that space to not lose your mind around the chaos of travel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there might be like a lot more people present, you know, and even if you are a people person that can become draining. So back to this example, another thing to point out, our habits alone or our habits with partners are invariably going to be very, very different than when we're in the company of our family or our friends. There are things that you're going to do and that you're going to share that maybe just maybe you don't want everyone in your life to know about. So let's discuss that. What do you share with each other that you won't be sharing with your family or your friends? Yeah. Okay. So here we're talking about what I would call levels of access. Um, a big one uh, to discuss uh, in advance is habits around intoxicants, right? Like maybe you smoke weed together every night at home, but you're not going to do that on family vacation. You need to discuss a plan around this kind of thing because going without a substance that you're used to having is going to add another layer of stress. So it would be kind of fun if you're with a family where like everybody's going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's totally different, right? But like have that conversation so that your partner knows what's going on, right? Like how your family is, right? And intoxicants are just one of the things. That was just an easy example for me to pull. There could be all kinds of activities you engage in at home, right? Like you might always have kinky sex at home or loud <laughs> sex, right? Like do you even want to have any sex if you happen to be staying in your family's house, right? you're gonna to wanna to place some boundaries around sex and other activities. Like maybe you don't wanna have sex in the same Airbnb that you're staying in with your parents or your friends. So you need to talk in advance about any differences in your activities that you wanna establish as kind of a ground rule for the trip. Uh, what other activities do you have in mind here? <laughs> well, here's what I thought of. Maybe you're in an open relationship, but you don't want your partner to flirt with your friends from your hometown. <laughs> You better bring that up ahead of time because that boundary could get pushed because you didn't speak it. That's a good one to discuss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was also thinking along the lines of conversation topics, right? Like knowing what you're not willing to discuss with your family on a particular visit. This can be things like politics, the economy, babies, marriage, your weight, your physical appearance, your mm -hmm. job, especially if you're working in something that your parents aren't particularly supportive about, um, other personal choices, et cetera. Like there could be a lot of heavy topics where you're like, ugh, can we just not? <laughs> can we just Totally, yes, yes. There are a ton of taboo conversational topics and those are gonna vary, right? By friends and family groupings, right? So you need to have a plan to either steer the conversation or maybe just say, we prefer not to discuss X, Y, and Z. 
Yep. And if you're with people where saying, you know, I'd rather not talk about that right now, isn't going to be respected or where, you know, you might get cornered by that one certain family member that just is not going to let you out of that conversation. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's a one-sided conversation that they're having with themselves, cause you're just like trying to check out of it. One thing that you can do here, I'm a big fan of using safe words or any kind of physical signal with your partner so that when it's time to leave the conversation, you can cue them in to get their help shifting away if you need it. This might be touching their arm in a certain way. It might be squeezing their shoulders, squeezing their hand, giving a certain kind of yawn at the right time, or even saying something like, oh, partner, did did you get that call you were expecting from blank? Like it's just something to break up the conversation or even something as simple as like, you know what? I really like some fresh air. How about we just step outside for a moment? You know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would highly recommend having some kind of safe word or signal. You know, think of what to say to each other when you need space from each other or space from the whole group, right? If you're in a large group family situation. What if um, you or your partner need privacy to talk to each other, right? Maybe let's say, let's take a walk or let's go to the cafe for an hour. And then also think about what to say or do if one of you specifically needs alone time. Yes, and it can be so much easier if you have a code phrase for that so that the other person doesn't take it personally or so that you don't have to like come up with a certain way to say it in the moment. You're like, let me just play this card that we've played before. Right. It can be a phrase that you're using at home or it can be one that you specifically make up for this trip right? So that your family doesn't think something's wrong. Like Mm -hmm. even something as simple as like, oh, I'm going to go take a quick nap. I'll be back down in maybe 20 minutes, whether or not you're actually planning on sleeping during that time, just so you can carve out that alone time space where nobody's going to bother you. Absolutely. And there might be other reasons to have this kind of signal too. Like um, there might be triggers that can come up, especially when somebody is at home with their family, right? <laughs> um, so you should prepare for what to do if a situation becomes uncomfortable. The moral of the story here is essentially be prepared and have these conversations about conversations or conversations about situations mm-hmm. ahead of time. Like the more that you can prepare here, the better, because chances are like your family doesn't want to upset you. They don't want to offend you or trigger you or your partner, but inevitably there's a good chance this is just going to kind of happen on its own. Mm -hmm. So the more that you're able to strategize with a few backup plans with your partner, just in case either of you need to escape for a little bit, the easier it's going to make the entire process. And you'll have better memories of the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can also be important to prepare family and friends for your partner's needs in advance, right? Like, what do you want to make sure your family knows about ahead of time, right? Is your partner gluten-free? Do they have a hearing disability? Maybe they suffer from insomnia. Yes. If there are known topics that need to be avoided for your partner's sake, let your friends and family know if you can. You know, for example, folks like me who have a dead sibling, it's really triggering to be asked by someone's family, like, oh, do you have any brothers or sisters? Because mm. it's not a question that they're thinking is going to land badly. But for me, like that can be a really hard question to navigate. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for if your partner, maybe they don't have the best situation with their parents or with their guardian or whoever raised them. Maybe there's some sensitivity there. So it can just be a lot easier to let, you know, without breaking any kind of privacy bonds here, like making sure that the partner is well aware and maybe even asking them, hey, is there anything that you want me to tell my friends or family ahead of time to just not bring up in conversation if you trust Mm -hmm. that your friends or family are going to be able to respect that boundary? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Doing a little preparation like this can help your family not be surprised, could potentially avoid a whole lot of discomfort. Boundaries are good. Boundaries make social situations easier. <laughs> We're all Absolutely. about boundaries with travel. Yes. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Angela, what are our takeaways for today? Okay. So if you are traveling with a partner for the first time or really any time, talk about what everyday supports you need in place and make a plan for that needed self-care. Discuss boundaries you want to establish for travel or regarding interactions with family and friends on your trip and prepare the family, the friends, the hosts for anything that could be surprising in advance, right? So think, discuss, plan, and you will have a good trip. And that's all for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Thanks for listening. And you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you'd like more great information on sex, love, and relationships, be sure to follow us on social media. You can find me at Authentic Heart Coaching on Instagram or www.authenticheartcoach.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Katie Coaches or on my website, katiecoaches.com. So if you like what you've heard here and you want to explore more, we have several offerings available. The first that I'd like to talk about is our Pussy Whispering Masterclass for Men. It's on demand. It's ready for you right now. It's pre-recorded, so you can dive right in on your own schedule. The class is about an hour and a half in length. Not girth. Couldn't <laughs> resist a little penis joke there. <laughs> and it's all about how to connect more fully with your cis female partner and specifically connecting with her pussy. Because a lot of men, even men who have lots of experience with pussy, really don't realize the subtle ways that the female arousal process and that pussies essentially work completely differently than the male arousal process mm -hmm. and how penises work. And honestly, a lot of women don't know the information that we teach either. This so if you're true. ready to take your <laughs> pussy mastery to the next level for your woman, check out our class. It's going to be linked below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much truth there. So much truth there. I think until people start working with a sex coach, they don't know what they don't know. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm one of the things I find fascinating about my work is I consistently have couples say to me, we thought we were really sexually experienced and we are learning so much from you, right? So th that's the piece that's so hard for people to understand. There's, you can always be learning about sex. You can always be upping your game, right? There is no uh, complacency that should be happening here, right? And there's and no upper limit. Nope, there is no upper limit. That's the thing. It just gets better and better and better the more that you learn, right? And speaking of which, one of the ways I help people uh, become better lovers is I teach a meditation for better sex class in person in Severna Park that's currently ongoing. And I'm about to start um, some women's circles, women's embodiment circles um, at the same location to help women really be able to drop into their body and feel sensations better. I'm also... Um, going to be planning some retreats in 2023. I'm going to have options for couples retreats and singles retreats uh, for women. So go ahead and email me and reach out if you if either of those sound interesting to you. All right. And with that said, we'll see you next time on Quickies with Angela and Katie.